Today, it's a guest-filled episode. We're going to be joined by John Garcia, the Director of Football Recruiting for SI.com and Lockdown's Recruiting Insider to talk about Arch Manning. And then we'll be joined by Florida Gators women's basketball player Zippy Broughton for what I think is one of the best interviews I've ever done. Only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Friday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter, WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Nine Sports. Leave a like, subscribe, comment, review, whatever it is. Let me know what you think about the show. Let me know how I can make it better. And joining me right now it is John Garcia, the Director of Football Recruiting for Sports Illustrated and Locked On's Recruiting Insider. All right, and we are back on Locked On Gators. Joining me now is John Garcia, the Director of Football Recruiting for Sports Illustrated, the College Football Recruiting Analyst, and he is Locked On's Recruiting Insider. And we're going to talk a little bit about Arch Manning, someone who, when I first brought him up, when, when Florida made his top five or top six, um, I brought him up and the backlash was absurd, actually. Like, like my listeners were just like, we don't want him. Manning's not going to come to Florida. And it makes no sense to me, but, but you would know about him. What 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 is he like as a player and what's his recruitment been like? Yeah, I mean, who, who would it take Arch Manning at this point? I mean, this is just the latest one. Uh, he, he's arguably the top quarterback in the country. You know, our rankings won't come out until the summer. Uh, we've seen every top candidate in person but look it's a loaded quarterback class and arch manning's in that conversation for a reason you know he's going to be a four-year varsity starter at isidore newman down in new orleans and he brings a lot of that manning pedigree in between the ears you know you talk to his coach and there's like minimal mental mistakes he processes quickly he gets guys lined up there's a lot of the little things that we don't necessarily talk enough about at the quarterback position. It's more like, hey, how, how well does he throw it? Well, he could throw it too. You know, he's 6'4". He's actually a really good athlete at this stage. He does play basketball for his high school team. But it's not a guy you're going to design runs for, but he can play mobile, get away from that initial rush, feel that, climb in the pocket, do things like that. That, again, comes with maturity and experience that he has relative to others in this class uh, at the high school level. Uh, and then the the pure physical traits with the, with the right arm are rock solid. As you would imagine, the mechanics are strong. The release is quick. He is accurate. He can push the ball to all three levels uh, and, and he can fit the ball in the window. You know, I think when we think of the Mannings, you know, Peyton, Peyton's arm dissipated over time. Eli was known for having a good arm, not an elite arm. I think Arch has an opportunity to be a little higher on that spectrum. I don't think he's got the best arm in the class and he might not be top two or three, with the, the pure arm mechanics, but the consistency is there. There's enough power to get the ball down the field. So I think he throws a little bit closer to Eli uh, than Peyton in, in that regard. So there's a lot to like uh, about Arch Manning. Uh, and every indication is that he's he's a kid with a gravitational pull as well. So it's not just these physical traits and this this intellectual ability on the field, but he's like, he's like a jokester. He's like a kid. You know, he's a kid. He's not this like all business robot that is like the Mark Zuckerberg of, of football. Like, no, he, he actually 
like he's a jovial, like fun loving kid. Like you'll see him joking with his, his teammates and his friends and all of that. So I think that perception doesn't exist because he's not on social media. He's not, you know, all over all these interviews doing things like that. But again, that's by design from the Manning family, really kind of above his head and, and out of his control a little bit. But once he does hit the college ranks and, and gets in front of a, a mic and, and a video screen or a camcorder, you know, he's going to to become that face of, of a program in short order. And he's going to be well liked, you know, which, which is kind of weird because right now he's got a lot of haters. Uh, as you mentioned, when, when you when you brought him up, you got a whole lot of backlash. Look, his recruitment is all over the place at this point. You know, the only schools we know he aren't going he isn't going to are the ones that have quarterbacks verbally committed and Florida does not uh, they've offered him they've offered several others so they're still in that mix yeah I mean I, I'm still just like jaw to the floor surprised that I was like oh Archie Manning or Arch Manning put Florida in his list and my listeners were just like no hate it and it, it just made no sense to me because I, I, I watched him what I could and I was like this, this kid he, he can sling it he He's a Manning, so you know he's smart, you know he's mechanically sound, you know he can do all the quarterbacking things, but he's also, like you mentioned, he's an athlete, like he plays basketball, we've seen him move a little bit. He's not Anthony Richardson, like, I don't, I don't want him hurtling people. I don't want Anthony Richardson hurtling people. Uh, maybe because <laughs> I think that that's going to get you hurt, and I'd rather a quarterback that stays on the field. But uh, realistically, if you can, uh, do you think there's a legitimate chance that we get him in Gainesville? Define legitimate chance, right? I think that's that's the intrigue around Arch is that, you know, there's no definitive list. There's no visits that are 100% locked in. The family at one point this spring, yes, Brandon was trying to get to Gainesville. That is something that is still certainly possible. Arch has taken zero official visits to date. We are understanding that he's going to take multiple official visits before all is said and done. So do you have a puncher's chance if you're Florida? Yes. Do you have as good a chance as Alabama, Texas, Georgia? Probably not. But again, there's so much uh, assumption surrounding Arch Manning's recruitment because he is not being definitive about any of it. And that is by design. So it, it does create a little bit more extended hope relative to the programs that are actually in the mix. But, but who saw him going to Virginia for a multi-day visit? Uh, and then when you look into Virginia, oh, his mom went there. Oh, his older sister goes there right now. His family's got some ties to that program. So it tells you it's not all about football with Arch. He's going to truly explore as many options as possible. And that's why, especially with a new coaching staff that is very familiar with the state of Louisiana, where Arch is from, I do believe that there's a chance he gets on campus. So that's your first order of business if you're a Gators fan. Check on Arch and see if he sets that Florida Gator visit and then go from there. But until that point, until he truly eliminates other schools or makes a commitment, you do technically have a chance for Arch Manning, so it is worth talking about. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. I'm, I'm just going to say that. I, I know a lot of people are like, you, you just mentioned family ties to Virginia, and people are like, oh, Peyton's a Tennessee volunteer. We don't want, I don't care. If, if he's a good player, I want him in Gainesville. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, that Florida does have a legitimate puncher's chance and, and can make some stuff happen with him. Yeah, if it, if it was all about the family, he'd been committed to Ole Miss three years ago, right? Like the moment Lane Kiffin got the job, they would have said, hey, we're coming and that's it you know it can't all be about those things i mean tennessee was was really never in it so to to assume to assume that he's going to just you know follow a legacy or, or do something like that it would be incredibly naive but this is college football college football fans are largely incredibly naive and and very um they fire from the hip 
let's say, uh, when it comes to when it comes to the opinions out there, especially in the great state of Florida. So um, it's par for the course, but I'm sure if Arch visits and commits to the Gators, I'm sure all of that will go away magically quickly. Yeah, all right. Thank you, John, for coming on to talk about Arch today. We're going to have you on next week, multiple days, to talk about multiple targets for the Florida Gators. Make sure to catch John on Twitter at John Garcia underscore junior jr uh the director of football recruiting for sports illustrated and locked on's recruiting insider it's spring break time it is almost summertime it is time to get fit you got vacation coming up you gotta get in shape for it i know that i got to and you guys know that i've got a hardcore sweet tooth by this point and built bar helps me out there because built bar is coated in 100 chocolate most bars have 130 calories and just four net carbs, along with 17 grams of protein throughout the hidden sashes, the Reese's in the desk drawer, the Kit Kat in the cupboard, whatever it is, don't feel guilty. Get Built Bar. Eat it clean, eat it right, make it feel good. They're always coming out with new limited time flavors, so you'll never get bored. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order with Built or BuiltBar.com. We are back with Locked On Gators. Brandon Olson here, as always, joining me today. Florida Gators women's basketball guard, Zippy Broughton. Zippy, how you doing? I'm good, man. Another day, I'm blessed. All right, and I'm glad to get this going. Like my listeners know, women's basketball gets, gets coverage pretty much every game here. We're here to talk about we got a few interviews coming up. Uh, and I am determined to get Coach Finley on. I don't oh, know yeah. how it can happen, but I'm, I'm going to will my way to that one. But uh, <laughs> I want you to walk me through the past year or so because you were at Rutgers for three years. You hit the transfer portal, came to Florida, uh, and it was under the previous regime that you came here and then Coach Kelly Ray Finley stepped in as the interim. And the season was just insane. You know, I I was someone who after that first two weekends, I was like, this team just like, I I don't see them going super far. And then I'm going to be honest with you. There's no problem saying that. Um, that NC State game broke my will. Um, and then that run where you guys just annihilated teams and the top 25 win after win after win was just insane. So what was that season like for you? Man, it's funny you bring up the NC State game. Uh, I feel like, you know, obviously the best of the best teams don't go through that. But because we went through that, it definitely taught us a lot of character. And it made us face ourselves in the mirror like, yo, <laughs> Do we want a repeat of the previous years? Um, so from that from that game and then also the loss to George Mason, you know, that that definitely kicked us in the behind. Um, and then after that, that's when we just started, you know, improving more and more. Um, and then SEC play came and we, you know, to the outside, we were a completely different team. But for us, it, everyone just started to lock in and we learned how to gel together. Um, everyone was happy for each other's success and from there, you know, the the success showed on the stat sheets. Yeah, I also, I hate that you mentioned the George Mason game because I have a friend that works for George Mason and yeah. <laughs> I did not hear the end of it. I, I didn't hear the end of it at all for that one. I was like, yeah, great, thanks. But, um, you know, the biggest change this past season was Coach Kelly Ray Finley going from, I mean, she was an assistant and the interim and then she dropped that interim title and just, just how awesome was that moment and how awesome is it for Coach Finley to now be the permanent head coach? Man, it's exciting. You know, she's a huge reason why any many of us choose to come to Florida. She's a she's a hell of a recruiter. Um, so 
you know, with her getting the head coaching job, you know, it it was no hesitation for me to choose to stay here another year. Um, it was once I <laughs> once they said that she was the head coach, I'm like, wow, I don't have to leave again. Like we're all good. So <laughs> that helped out a lot. Yeah, and uh, what what was it like that that final stretch where you had the SEC tournament and, and the NCAA tournament? Just what was that like? You know, Kiki Smith got injured, and unfortunately, that was the the that was the we did it for Kiki uh, post game interview. Just what was that little stretch like for you guys? Man, it was honestly tough. Um, you know, we lost Kiki, and then we lost Jordan, and then we lost Faith. <laughs> so it it was a very tough stretch, um, but. You know, especially with the underclassmen, it, you know, it gave them a new role. Everyone on the team had a new role. I was the point guard. Uh, many people's minutes went up. Uh, the freshmen were expected to play. Um, so after that, everyone saw the potential that this team could have, but we just weren't ready. Um, and in a good way, it exposed us. Um, so we can use that momentum to carry us on to next year. Um, but, man, it, it was tough. And you just mentioned you becoming the, the primary ball handler for the team. How important is it for you to be a, a well-rounded player? Because a lot of people think of you as that shooter because that you weren't the primary ball handler. You, you were a scorer. You, you're a playmaker, a proven playmaker at this point. And I feel like not enough people talk about your defense. You know, you, you're uh, a, a, a ball-hawking guard there. You've had multiple games with four or five steals. And just so how important is it for you to be a well-rounded player? Man, it's, it's very important. Uh, you know, sometimes I think of it as being a jack of all trades. Um, I'm still finding that thing to be, you know, dominant in. Um, but, you know, especially with me being a leader of the team and everyone looking at me, I, I have to be able to, you know, contribute in different areas. And, you know, with them looking at me, I, I can't just be – here someday, not here another day. So I try to stay consistent in everything. Yeah, you're someone who your your role this coming season is going to be magnified at this point. With Kiki Smith is is now gone, and she was she was I I would say like statistically I'd say she's like the Russell Westbrook where she's getting points, rebounds, assists, she's doing everything. Yeah. Uh, and and that that role needs to be filled. And you just mentioned you're the jack of all trade. You're you're kind of the leader here now, so your role is going to be significantly improve do you have any specific goals for this upcoming season whether it's personally or as a team man personally i can off the rip say i'm gonna be drafted um you know it's funny when i first got here it was one of those things that i kept to myself because you know i didn't truly believe it um and i was too scared to share that with people um but sometimes you know you can't allow you can't allow the fear of others be able to influence what you believe truly so I can say proudly that I will and I want to be drafted next season. Um, and for team goals, SEC championship, for sure. Um, I definitely want to build all my skills and leadership um, and building this team up into other leaders for the SEC championship, man. All right. And uh, I, I just got one more question about you on the court. Um, sure. I, I wasn't going to ask it. And then you posted, I think it was your Instagram story yesterday. Where you're like, oh, like when I make that face, that's like, like my my defense is changing. Like I'm in another zone, and I want to know, do you talk trash? I don't, man. I'm actually, I'm actually pretty quiet. Uh, I can talk trash for my other teammates, uh, like getting excited for them, but as far as talking, nah, man, I'm pretty silent. 
It's all about a look. It's all about a look. It, it's just the look in the eyes. Just it, like it's the look in the eyes. My teammates know when I'm in that mode, it's no stopping me. Hey, sometimes silence is scarier than talking. That's I know it is. That, that's how it is sometimes. But uh, we're we're gonna shift to kind of an off court conversation here. March Madness is over. The baseball season is here. NBA playoffs are here. The NFL draft is next week, and you can make yourself some money by betonline.net. It's your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. I've been using BetOnline for years now. I couldn't be happier with it. It's got so much, not just basketball or football, heck, not even just sports. You can bet on reality TV, award shows, um, politics, finances, anything you want. Head to the website today or use your mobile device, which is always how I bet there, and you can learn all about the trends and action there. Check out Bet Online. It's where the game starts. Uh, we're going to go back a little bit. We mentioned that you transferred from Rutgers. What kind of went into your decision to transfer from Rutgers? Because recently we've seen so many people just say um, – ridiculous and ignorant things about the transfer portal, yeah. which is one of the best additions to college sports. Um, and, and I know that you put your two cents in on Twitter last week. So just, just what was, what went into your decision and what do you say about people that hate the transfer portal? Man, honestly, well, in my opinion, people who hate the transfer portal are people who played basketball decades ago, decades ago. Like, <laughs> um, but the transfer portal, you know, allows a lot of us players the opportunity to contribute to programs that we weren't able to before. And, you know, when I was at Rutgers, Rutgers, I love Rutgers. Um, Rutgers will always have a special place in my heart, um, but I can never get it on the court. And it took me to leave to realize that I was always the one holding myself back when in other ways I was blaming, why can't I have this? Why can't I have that? When the whole time I had the decision to become better and I was too comfortable. Um, and coming here definitely took me out of my comfort zone and I was able to take control and once I seen a new direction of hey this is what I need to do to get to the next level um you know everything changed um so I think the transfer portal we you know highlight that for a lot of players and you know get them to be able to be in programs that allow them to be themselves get them to be in programs that you know fit their playing style um and especially after you know all the COVID things um, you know, coaches weren't able to recruit as much as, you know, I was growing up. So the relationships may not be the same. So I, I think it's a great opportunity. Do I think in some instances, uh, kids aren't being patient? Yes. Um, every, every situation isn't going to be perfect. Um, but we can't judge, you know, anything looking from the outside in. Yeah. I mean, and one of the things with the portal too, is you're, you're asking the 17 year olds to commit years of their life to a program. And it's like, well, guess what? 17-year-olds don't always make the right decision for them. So the transfer portal allows you to kind of correct that if you didn't pick the right place. So that's why exactly. I'm, I'm for it. And, you know, the cream will always rise to the top. So yeah, for sure. there. Um, but a, a perhaps more important basketball question for you here. And I've had a football player on the show a couple weeks ago, Prince Lumen Mealine. Uh, I had him here a couple weeks ago, and he answered this question for me. And, given that you're a basketball player, I think, I think you should have a solid stance on it. Um, LeBron or Michael Jordan? You know, I grew up my whole life saying LeBron because, you know, I was born in 2000. So uh, I didn't grow up in the Jordan era, but 
Uh, it may sound cliche, but after I watched The Last Dance, I got obsessed and I watched a bunch of Jordan highlights. No one is touching Jordan. No one is touching Jordan. And the next person after that is Kobe. Like, I prefer the question Kobe or Jordan. Like, I love LeBron, but skillful-wise, those two are on a whole different planet. See, now I'm mad I asked the question the way I did. Because when I asked Princely, I said LeBron, MJ, or Kobe. Um, yeah. But, but uh, the Gators website has it listed as your favorite athlete, LeBron. Uh, so I was like, oh, LeBron or MJ is the conversation. Now I'm mad I didn't mention Kobe in there. But uh, I, 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 uh, I, I, I took that. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say, they took that. Uh those questions from when I was at Rutgers being a 17 year old I'm not the same person I was you know four years ago so that's old man oh all right well now I know but I'm I'm gonna get on them to fix that one uh and another thing I do with Princely and I I do with pretty much everybody that I know has tattoos because I'm from a tattoo family um so I'm curious do you because you have two tattoos if I'm not mistaken you have the forearm and tricep (laughs) One, two, three, four, five. Oh, okay. Uh, Do you have a favorite one or one that's like most significant to you? Hmm. I'd probably say the one I just recently got, probably because it's new, which is why I like it the most. Uh, But I have tattoos on my forearm that says Walking Paradox. Yeah, I'd probably say that's my favorite right now. I say I I can't answer the favorite. I have one, so it's like oh, like <laughs> I can't pick anything else. Hey, how you come from a tattoo family with one man? I, and I only got it a few years ago. Like my family was like, we've had tattoos since we were like sixteen, and I'm like, I don't. You you they have tattoos that I don't want to be like. Yeah, no, I totally I totally uh, aspire for that one. Like mine. So I went to Toledo for college. Um, so I have the Toledo logo tattooed on me. Because uh, oh, I, I was like, you know, it's an important time in my life as a de- like to develop. Um, and they were like, that's a dumb tattoo. And I was like, you have a giant skull with roses across your entire thigh. Don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I just have one more question for you here. Um, I, it's not even really a question. It's just I want you to list your top five musicians. Because I know that even the other day you posted, you were like, hey, like, uh, if you're if you're playing the aux don't play radio music here we're, we're here for underground and i know that that the gator site whether it's from Rutgers or not has you listed as a beyonce and j cole fan so i want to know your top five yeah. musicians <laughs> oh. <laughs> so top five mac miller off rip always top that's always my go-to mac miller um i'll probably say right now kanye uh drake Man, I also gotta ask: Old Kanye or new Kanye? Both, man. You okay. know, I used to fall. I used to fall in that category and just listen to people say that old Kanye was better. No way. He's continued to evolve. He he stays. He stays hip to the generation. So, nah, it's it's hard to even choose. Yeah, I give you a top three. Those are my top. Okay, three. all right. I'm I'm cool with the top three. I'm glad I got yeah. that. Um, I am a little upset that J. Cole is not in there, though. I, oh, I, I know he he will always be a top. I haven't he hasn't been in my you know go to lately, but he will always be one of my favorite rappers. Okay, so, right, I'll I'll say, say J. Cole for I, I like Cole, so I'll, I'll say that. Yeah. Um, 
All right. Thank you so much, Zippy. Make sure to catch her on the basketball court this season for the Florida Gators, leading the Florida Gators. Zippy Broughton. You can find her on Instagram at Zippy the Hippie. And you can find her on the court. Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shout. And you can find her on the court this season, winning the SEC championship. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with this Zippy Broughton interview just as a standalone. And we'll be back Monday with a brand new full episode of Lockdown Gators. Now make your second listen Lockdown NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with Whole 9 Sports. That is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports. And I will see you all tomorrow.